Today on the newscast, is Hamas looking to ignite a multi-front war against Israel? Plus, the Biden administration completes a $6 billion ransom payment to the Iranian regime. Get all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast, a very busy weekend in the world's most strategic and chaotic region, the Middle East. We've been telling you here over the past few months about this looming multi-front war against Israel driven by the Iranian regime and its terror proxies, chief among them Hamas and Hezbollah. Well, some big news on that front over the weekend in Beirut. A top Hamas leader met with other terror groups, and they talked once again about a united multi-front war against Israel. We're going to break that down for you. Very important story there that the mainstream media, surprise, surprise, is ignoring. Secondly, we want to get into today's breaking news. Remember that deal we told you about the Biden administration and the Iranian regime, a hostage swap that would see Iran release five U.S. citizens from Iranian custody in return for the Biden administration releasing some $6 billion in frozen Iranian assets back to the Iranian regime. Well, the deal is done. It was completed today. We'll have all the latest details on that and the larger ramifications of this massive ransom payment from the White House. We'll break that down in a minute as well. Before I do, quick reminder, folks, if you have not yet subscribed to the Watchman News channel, give us a subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Hey, it's hard to believe, but we are fast approaching 700,000 subscribers, and we would love to have you join us here every day as Watchmen and Women on the Wall for such a time as this. If you subscribe, you like the video, that means YouTube will recommend it to a broader audience around the world. And that's not for our glory or our edification. We want to get the message out and educate and alert people and really fulfill this mantle as watchmen and women on the wall here at the channel. So we'd love to have you here with us every day as a subscriber. Okay, number one, let's break down the breaking news from today, the Biden administration and Iran and that deal. And then we'll dig into Hamas and the looming multi-front war. Those five U.S. citizens who were in Iranian custody, at least three of them, by the way, were in Iranian custody for at least five years. We don't know much about the other two prisoners who were released yet, but they transited from Iran to Qatar today. Qatar was playing a mediator role, apparently, between Iran and the U.S., and presumably these hostages will eventually head back to the United States. In the meantime, they were only released after the Biden administration released $6 billion in frozen Iranian assets back to Iran's regime. Now, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi, who, by the way, is in New York this week at the UN General Assembly. Yes, it's that time of year again. Benjamin Netanyahu will be meeting with Joe Biden, apparently, on Wednesday. I'm sure we'll be talking about that on the newscast. He'll also be meeting with Turkish President Recep Erdogan, Ukrainian President Zelensky and others. So we've got a bunch to talk about this week, a lot going on in New York at the UN. But as I mentioned, Ibrahim Raisi, known as the Butcher of Tehran, and for good reason, will be speaking at the General Assembly this week as well. And I'm sure holding meetings with world leaders who will hold their nose and look the other way and ignore his record of 
uh, barbarity against the Iranian people and meet with him nonetheless. Uh, we live in times, folks, biblical times, where good is considered evil and evil is considered good, a world turned upside down. And that's how you have someone like Ibrahim Raisi as an honored guest at the UN in front of the nations of the world. Nonetheless, that is the case. And last week he gave an interview back to this ransom payment by the Biden administration. He gave an interview saying, look, we're going to use that $6 billion, it may be more than that, by the way, $6 billion plus, according to some reports, we're going to use that money however we see fit. Because the Biden administration has said, look, yes, we're releasing this money to them, but they can only use it for humanitarian purposes. Now, folks, in case you haven't noticed, the Iranian regime is not too keen on humanitarian work. We're a, the one-year anniversary is upon us, for instance, of the death of Masa Amini, who was an Iranian woman who was brutally murdered by Iran's so-called morality police about one year ago that ignited major protest against the regime for months that we covered here on the newscast. So again, not known, the Iranian regime, for showing much concern about the welfare of their own people. What they are very concerned about, however, is bolstering their military capabilities, their ballistic missile program, their nuclear program, of course, and also, of course, yet again, their proxies like Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the Houthis in Yemen, and those various Shia militias in Iraq and Syria. Essentially, the ring of fire that surrounds Israel on, on all sides. Hey, folks, listen, those billions of dollars that are being gift-wrapped to the Iranian regime will not go to build schools and playgrounds and hospitals in Tehran. What they will do, though, is they will travel into the hands, those funds, of Hamas and Hezbollah, and they will then be used to destroy schools and hospitals and playgrounds in Israel and points beyond. At least that is the intention. So it's pretty clear that Iran's not going to use that $6 billion to feed needy and hungry Iranians. It will go towards a ballistic missile program, a nuclear program, and into the hands of Iran's proxies. Anyone with eyes can see that. And the Biden administration, folks, I believe, has set a very dangerous precedent here where the Iranian regime, which is known for hostage-taking, for kidnappings, for seizing vessels at sea, as we have documented time and time again here on the newscast, now says, wow, we released these five U.S. citizens who we had thrown in our prisons who were languishing there, and then we released them and we got $6 billion in return. Maybe we should kidnap and imprison, God forbid, more U.S. citizens and get more money from the United States. Everyone is thrilled that these U.S. citizens were released, but $6 billion to the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism, again, very dangerous precedent. So we'll watch the aftermath of this very closely and bring you updates there. In the meantime, I mentioned that multi-front war, that ring of fire, eventually, folks, it will ignite. It surrounds Israel on all sides and increasingly Leaders from Hamas, Hezbollah, and the Iranian regime have made clear that the next engagement with Israel will not be a one-on-one -on -one affair, Israel going head-to-head -head with Hamas or Hezbollah like we've seen in the past. You're going to see Gaza, Lebanon, and points beyond all throw their hats in the ring with volleys of rockets, missiles, and attack drones against Israel. At least that is their intention, that is their announced intention 
Now, we had a an all engineered, of course, by the head of the snake, the Iranian regime in Tehran. Now, about two weeks ago here in the channel, we told you about what I called a terror summit in Beirut involving uh, Iran's foreign minister and leaders from Hamas and Hezbollah. Well, we had part two over the weekend where Hamas leader Saleh al-Aruri, who is actually based in Lebanon, certainly an honored guest of Hezbollah, this Hamas leader, met with leaders from the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, another Palestinian terror group we haven't talked too much about here in the newscast, but who are very deadly and active nonetheless. And al-Aruri said, look, we need to unite a united front against the Zionist entity, as he would call Israel, and we need to unite because eventually we're going to have a multi-front war against Israel. And he said, oh, by the way, the Palestinian Authority of Mahmoud Abbas, they need to join us as well. We need Palestinian unity against Israel. Now, Al-Aruri made a very interesting speech uh, a few weeks ago, and we mentioned this on the newscast as well, where he said two things. Number one, a multi-front war or a, a regional war is looming. The multi-front war is coming. But in the meantime, even before that, there's going to be maybe a more limited geographic war sparked by the Temple Mount in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, the biblical heartland. Folks, we've been telling you about this for some time now, and we have a Hamas leader confirming this, Saleh al-Aruri. And right now, the timing, hey, we're in the midst of the high holidays in Israel. Rosh Hashanah just wrapped up and Yom Kippur is looming and then Sukkot and the high holidays will end on October 6th. But in the meantime, Israel and Jewish, really Jewish entities uh, and institutions around the world are on high alert right now, folks. Heavily armed guards outside of synagogues. It's really a sad state of affairs because of the increase in attacks in Israel, the massive uptick, some 124 attacks since the beginning of this year alone, attacks and attempted attacks, including some shooting and stabbing attempts just over the weekend during Rosh Hashanah. So it is a very precarious position in Israel right now, and Hamas is always looking to light that match. Many times it will ignite around the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. At the end of the day, you may say Hamas doesn't want war. They'll get thumped it will set them back yet again. But ultimately, folks, it's the Iranian regime's call. And if Iran demands of its proxies that they need to ignite a war, then they're going to ignite a war. It all depends on Iran's calculus and what they want. We shall see. Speaking of the high holidays, two quick notes and reminders before we go here. Number one, this is a very obviously important time for the Jewish people in Israel. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, these are the high holidays, yet many Israelis right now are living in poverty, folks, including Holocaust survivors, and this is actually a difficult time for them. And there is an organization that we strongly, strongly recommend you check out and support called Mayor Panim, mpgive.org. We've been working with Mayor Panim for a while now. They are feeding needy Israelis. I've seen it on the ground with my own two eyes. I've participated in helping to provide meals to Holocaust survivors, something I will never forget. Mayor Panim is doing God's work, and when you stand with them, you're fulfilling that biblical mandate to bless the people of Israel. Genesis 12, 3, a foundational verse for this channel. It's mpgive.org. Check Mayor Panim out. Again, doing incredible work. Second note before we go, 
Uh, tonight and tomorrow night, September 18th and 19th, Route 60, the Biblical Highway, is in theaters nationwide here in the United States. Tickets on sale right now. Go to Route60.movie, starring former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and former U.S. Ambassador to Israel David Friedman as your tour guides up and down Route 60, the Biblical Highway in Israel Every major significant biblical site seems to lay along this highway, folks. I've been there many times, traveled it. Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Shiloh, and beyond. Incredible film, so well done. Again, theaters nationwide right now, two nights only. September 18th and 19th, Monday, Tuesday. Grab your tickets at Route60.movie. If you love Israel, you will love this movie, I guarantee it. Incredible, had a chance to attend the red carpet premiere last week. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.